You're listening to the Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Well, welcome back to the Real Enneagram, a spiritual quest. I'm Nanette Moodyum, and I'm here with Dr. Joseph Howell. Hi, Nanette. Hi, Joe. It's nice to be with you today. It's good to be with you again. Thank you. So, Joe, you and I were talking about a spiritual quest and what that might mean to yeah, you. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of thinking recently, I've been pondering this idea of quest and questions, mm-hmm. that uh, how often when we just really find the right question, somehow the question is the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of reminds me of Jesus a little bit. Did you ever notice how yeah. he always seemed to answer people with a question? Which and, had the answer. Which always had the answer, <laughs> exactly. And uh, the Enneagram has helped me so much with that, with so many questions that I've had. Um, and it is a quest. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I think of quest, I I think of the the musical Man of La Mancha. Okay. And the <laughs> I don't ad- love ad- this musical. <laughs> yeah, the adaptation, you know, of, of uh, Cervantes' book. Okay. And... There's a song in the musical, and it goes, it has a line, follow my quest, Hmm. you know, to follow Mm -hmm. the star. Okay. No matter how hopeless, no matter how far. Hmm. And to me, a quest is almost a question with a search that has movement to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like... You know if you stay where you are, you can't see what you need to see. So you have to venture out, out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the American, the Native American Indians had what was called a vision quest. Yes. And yeah. have you ever been on one? No. Because they've gotten very popular. Uh-huh, yeah. I've had the chance to be on a vision quest. And, of course, every tribe or every teacher has their own idea about what it should be and be like but but the common characteristics of a vision quest have to do with leaving your comfort zone okay going to another place okay out in nature mm-hmm. becoming one with nature mm-hmm. allowing an animal or part of nature to speak to you or a circumstance in nature Mm -hmm. to speak to you and that in doing this quest the question you take with you is answered wow so did you did that happen well yes can you tell us about it well yeah i mean I remember I was feeling very nervous about very uh, something, and I was kind of scared. That's shocking. I can't believe yeah, that, yeah. Joe. Oh, you nervous yeah, or scared? Yeah. <laughs> My ego was raging. And uh, the ego of a six, of fear, I, was, I think I was in my 40s. Okay. And there was an issue, professional issue, and it disturbed me quite greatly. Is that what compelled you to take the vision quest? Yes. Okay. I could, my ego couldn't think okay. the answer out. Mm-hmm. So you signed and up. I, I went out. I went. Okay. And I had been trained by vision questers in how to do it. 
one of them, my trainers, was a Jungian analyst named Barry Williams, who spoke about it, and he and I, and a small group, did a small vision quest. But this one was for real and for just me. Mm -hmm. I had no teacher, no one to set any parameters or to interpret anything for me. Wow, okay. I just had some good training. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Did you go out in nature? I did. Where did I, you go? I was uh, in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Okay. And there is a mountain there. And there's a crag on the mountain that they called um, Eagle's Nest. Okay. And that peak that sticks out, that juts out, overlooks a huge valley that only had trees and a small rivulet running through it, and then the big open sky. And you're out there on this rock, sitting by yourself. But the vision quest that I made was really having to do with fear. And I needed at that point some signs of security that indeed the universe would help me feel safe. Because mm. my ego couldn't make me feel that on my own. Mm -hmm. So the quest was for safety. Okay. But, and I didn't have much Enneagram training at okay. that point, although okay. I had some, okay. my training wasn't at that point in the Enneagram of Soul. It was just in the Enneagram of Personality. Okay. So, so I didn't really link what I was doing with the Enneagram. Okay. But I knew I had to go up to Eagle's Nest. Mm -hmm. And on the mountain going up, I had to go through a thicket. The trail, really going up the mountain, took me through a dark thicket. Okay. And sometimes I was crouching in that because there were thorns and everything around. And I had to crouch while I was going, you know, climbing the mountain mm -hmm. in this tunnel of thorny thicket. And I couldn't help but think to myself, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. I'm in a thorny, dark thicket. Mm -hmm. And there is no way that I can feel security mm -hmm. because I'm surrounded in darkness and in hurt. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that the vision quest had already begun in the journey. Wow. And what happened was something quite unusual in that thicket tunnel. Okay. Out of the blue, a butterfly made it through that thicket and came to me. But it didn't just flitter around and flitter back out an opening. Okay. Something quite unusual happened that I knew was a spiritual sign and that was that the butterfly flew and landed upon my lips. Wow. 
Now, I don't know what was really going on. It may have smelled some, you know, juicy fruit gum. I don't know. But to me, no one mm-hmm. can convince me that it was not a sign and, for you. A, a sign and affection from mm. spirit. Mm. Mm. Not only am I near, but I am on your lips. I love you. Wow. I care for you. I am with you. And I kiss you. That is holy affection. And the next sign is that I just supposed that when it lit on my lips that it would then fly away quickly, but it didn't. It lay there. It had lighted there. Wow. And I was so taken aback that I didn't keep climbing. I just stood there. Actually, I just sat there. Couldn't stand up in that tunnel. I enjoyed the touch of spirit that instead of anything I did, it pierced the veil Mm -hmm. to come to me. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, this little gift did leave my lips and did, after staying with me for a little while, while I resumed my crawl or walk, then I noticed, of course, that it did make it through the thicket into the light. But when I finally got to the big rock, I was prepared for time alone of a much higher quality than if that sign hadn't happened. Uh And the reason being that I knew that I wasn't alone up there. I knew that I was in the presence of what I had quested for. Mm-hmm. And many of the things that happened during my time on the rock alone, which was a considerable amount of time, I was able to see things that my ego down at the bottom of the mountain would never have let me see. Mm-hmm. And I was able to count on safety. Mm-hmm. I was given a gift of a spirit who understood what I did need and that it had to be something out of the ordinary because my ego was impregnable mm. and it had to be pierced with something unexplainable. So the vision quest revealed several, like I said, other things to me. It revealed it to you that day, Joe? Yes, yes, that day, uh-huh. as I was on the mountain. You knew it then? Yes, I knew mm-hmm. I knew the answer then. Okay. While I was there, I constructed what is called a uh, puha, which is a Native American term for prayer stick. Okay. And it's what the Native Americans used to make when they were in a dilemma or a quandary or needed an answer. Okay. And it consists of walking into the woods and letting a stick find you. Okay. And then you take the stick back to your 
tent or your wigwam mm-hmm. and you decorate it with leather and beads and mm-hmm. feathers and things that, uh, but while you're decorating it, you're making a prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to make a puha while I was up there. Mm-hmm. And my prayer was, let me feel the safety that I felt when the butterfly was on my lips, but to feel it always. Wow. And I left the puha there in a crevice that no one would know was there, mm-hmm. in a rock, mm-hmm. and it was dark. And I had to put my hand in the dark crevice, not knowing what was in there. Mm to leave the puha, because they say after you make the puha, you put it in nature and let it continue to beam up your prayer to okay. the great spirit. Uh-huh. I couldn't put it in a tree because I didn't want I didn't want to leave it there. I wanted to to come back and see it uh-huh. Uh-huh. which I did uh-huh. later really okay on another year uh-huh. So, quest means a lot to me. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about you felt in, in that moment of that vision quest, you felt the answers you needed to hear. You felt held. Because I was going to my soul. Y- yes, you, you went to your soul, <laughs> which is amazing. And then I'm just thinking about as you look back at it, because sometimes, you know, we we... We do something courageous, um, which to me, you know, randomly taking a vision quest and saying I'm going to get away from my circumstances and I'm going to look for answers is a, quite a bold thing to do. But to when you look back at, at it in retrospect, do, do, how, would, how do you feel about it now? What do you know now that when you look back at it makes it make more sense? Well, now I know that you know, my soul is at nine, which is where sacred loving peace is uh-huh. and where holy strength and holy faith are, which are my holy ideas. Yeah. I knew those words when I went up the mountain of, of, of the holy ideas. Okay. But I didn't know that they were the perception out of which the eyes of my soul see reality. Uh-huh. It wasn't until further study with Sandra Matry that I was able to understand what the holy ideas really are. Mm-hmm. Well, you experience the holy yes. ideas, um, and that's that's what the amazing thing about it is. Is I have said this before that people do the work of the Enneagram without ever know. realizing they're doing it. Truth is you true. Know, truth is true, and you don't have to have. You don't need to use the Enneagram as a as a spiritual map. Um, but if you do, it, it it is probably a universal concept. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we know that people who grow and develop spiritually follow the path that's on the map. They just do because truth is true. So there is wisdom in that, and 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 a, a unity that comes in that because we are on a shared journey of mm-hmm. human experience of growth and development, mm-hmm. and and in spirituality when mm-hmm. when we recognize that mm-hmm. so it's pretty it's pretty amazing that you would have this quest and then be able to look at it through the eyes of of, of the enneagram and through the wisdom that you now hold uh, and see where what you what you knew was true was always true 
when it revealed itself to you in that mm-hmm. time and has continued to. Yes. You've been on some more vision quest, I have a feeling, since oh, then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, you know, it's part of my spiritual practice mm-hmm. to have vision quests from time to time because, you know, in this world, the ego is, I don't care how spiritually mature maybe someone is, the ego is such a go-to. It's the first response. And under stress, and I get under stress like everybody else, uh, the ego comes in to take over because it's the path of least resistance and Mm -hmm. we don't have the fortification. So when stressful things happen, it's really important for me to have a long time and spiritual quest time to have the ego recede and to have the soul come to the fore. Mm-hmm. And that that is something you daily do, do you not, Joe? I mean, that mm-hmm. we many of us benefit from from the readings that, that we receive from you every day in our emails mm-hmm. and okay. they're there in Facebook. Yeah. And, and these come out of a, yeah. a very intentional time for oh, yeah. you. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that time that you spend and how you get to these mm-hmm. beautiful writings of, of wisdom about mm-hmm. the Enneagram that you do? Well, it's so funny. Thank you for asking. Uh, somebody said, how do you come up with something to write every day? <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I write these reflections. I write them a month in advance okay, or six weeks sometimes. And my answer to them when they ask this question is, I cannot not. It's like there's this fountain flowing in me of insight regarding consciousness and the Enneagram that it's like, so much that I had questioned in the past is coming together. I mean, I see things that I never could have seen before Mm -hmm. because of this holy journey around these nine different energies Mm -hmm. that I know I'm doing this journey every day. And as I do, I see things that living just at one energy and, and that being lived out of ego it's very stifling. Not very satisfying. No. Yeah. But once you go against the arrow to the soul mm-hmm. and then go against the arrow to the next energy, you've got this 360 mm-hmm. that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And things are still coming to me every day. I have to be in silence mm-hmm. for this to bubble up. Okay. And it usually, what bubbles up, usually has to do with a question or quest or dilemma that I'm experiencing that day. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, but mostly it does. Okay. And as the meditation continues, the, the words begin to flow. And I used to do it for years in a journal, and somebody said, why don't you just put these in, you know, a form where other people can can read them? Mm-hmm. And I, I started to, and I guess that was uh, 10 or 11 years ago, and it's been being posted ever since. So. 
Well, they're a huge blessing um, for Great. us. And so I would really encourage our listening audience to take advantage of them. You can find them on our Facebook page and Instagram. If you follow the ICB, the Institute for Conscious Being, um, or Dr. Joseph Howell, um, you, you can sign up for those daily reflections. And I think that they will be part, they can they okay. can be part of a real meditative practice mm-hmm. for our listeners and, and may answer questions that they are bringing to the Enneagram and to their spiritual growth and development. And so we just invite them to take that. And thanks for talking to us today about your your quest. Yeah, it's a beautiful conversation. Thank and you, uh, I appreciate you sharing your, your personal story with us today. Thanks so much for being with us. And, and we hope to uh, see you again here on this podcast and ask that you, uh, if you have any questions about the Institute for Conscious Being, you could go to our website at T-H-E-I-C b.org. If you'll click on the events tabs, that will show you any upcoming events that we have. And we'd love for you to participate with us in um, our school and engage with us in any way that might help your spiritual growth and development. Thank you so much. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram at The Real Enneagram. Or if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.